In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, who is Aaron Clutcher? <laughs> Unscripted. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I, the Q Dog, in the Moran Family Studio with my, my son Aaron. What's up, Aaron? Say hello to everybody. Hello, how everybody doing? I know everybody was ready to hear my lovely wife Jeannie and for her to say hello. But today we have Mr. Aaron Clutcher in the house. And on a whim, I decided to get you on the microphone because I know uh, I know that you have made the decision. You've kind of taken the man versus marriage challenge of becoming a better man, even though you're not getting married or married or have intentions to get married anytime soon. No, sir. So um, with that, I mean... You don't have to hear me through a podcast. You have to live with me. <laughs> so um, I wanted to get you on the program so that you could talk about why you decided, you know, as a 23-year-old young man, why you decided to change your life. Because you were, you know, living in another state, had another career. You decided to make a big move. And then you decided to uh, start to change your life. So I know this is really all of a sudden unscripted, putting you on the spot. But why did you decide to change yourself? What what made you do that? Well. Stay up here on the microphone too, okay, buddy? Okay. There you go. So the reason why I decided I wanted to become a better man just – my family history and thinking about how everybody, how we was raised and how my mom and them was raised. I'm like, something got to change. Yeah. And I realized I couldn't do that in Louisiana. So like, let me go back where there's people that love me and I have a lot of support and they will push me to become a better person. So that's, that's really my, that's really made the big decision to me to, Become a better person. Just look at my family history. Like something got to change. Gotcha, gotcha. So you decided to uh, make a different path. Okay. Now, I know um, you out there might be asking yourself if he's your son, what? Uh, why are you Quincy Moran and he's Aaron Clutcher? And that's a, <laughs> that's a good question. And to give you a little history, um, you know, 10 years ago, um, actually maybe it was more, maybe it was like 12 years ago, uh, we were introduced to Aaron and his family, and we became a part of their support system. Um, he grew up seven brothers and sisters. Yeah, seven of us. And single mom. And they went to the same church that we did. And, you know, big families, uh, especially single parents, they can use help. 
So we had a big family growing. You know, your mom had a big family, and there were some relatable things there. Just and put it together, made one big old family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, you know, and uh, the church as a whole was a good support system for your family. But that's oh, yeah. where I met Aaron. It was back in those days, and he became a part of the Moran Brothers trio um, and became our cameraman for a while. And uh, that was when myself and my brother started a weight loss channel on YouTube. So I got to know him, and I got to know his younger brother, actually his whole family. Um, and we kind of blended them and made them a part of our family to be like, a, say, his mom was like a, a sister to us and their kids, maybe like a niece or nephew, but, you know, just coming from where we're at, it's a, just say, Daddy Quincy, Mama Jeannie. That's just kind yes. of the, that was the role. We were, oh, yeah. you know hybrid parental figures if you will and i'm very grateful <laughs> me too man um so then uh you know we were in touch for a while and then we kind of lost touch and you moved away to louisiana and uh you let me know you were coming back into town at that time it wasn't like i had made any plans and i don't know that you had made any plans for you know obviously we were going to try to get together and hang out oh yeah but uh Nothing like you coming and, and becoming a part of the family. I d didn't really know. <clears throat> that wasn't necessarily in the cards. Oh, well, it was just, first, when I first came back, it was like, I want to, I wanted to get back to my roots and talk to the people I wanted to talk to, but it was just like, was it going to be moving in, just friends and somebody need advice? And it just, I think the first day I came back, it always just took off. Did it? <laughs> he was just like, <laughs> Daddy Quincy's back. <laughs> um, what? So it you you decided to leave Louisiana and come back to kind of get back to your roots and do something different oh, and yeah. and make a different path for yourself. Um, what what do you like? Because I haven't been I haven't been twenty something. In 20-something years, okay? So I'm just trying to get some young man's perspective on, at this early age, I wasn't thinking about making myself a better man in my early 20s. I was, you know, in the throes of the early stages of marriage and becoming a parent. So my, you know, I was already doing something different. But what is one thing that, uh, what's one thing with inside yourself that you looked at and said, I want to, I want to be different because. Well, it started off when, when me and my ex-girlfriend started off with that. And I was just thinking about, I see a lot of my mom's traits inside me. Mm -hmm. How she was, was getting treated and stuff. I wasn't doing nothing bad. It was just like, I see a lot of my mom right now. Mm -hmm. And it's not good. And my mom, my mom's not a bad person, but she has some ways. So like, I want to, let's see if I can keep the things that she taught me to better myself. Gotcha. So almost like you're saying you want to keep the things that were good and healthy, but the things that um, weren't helping you, you yeah. like you wanted to change. To keep like the stuff she always taught us for staying, what goes on in the house, stay in the house. And that, uh, that's something that tears me up a lot. 
So I realized I have to go. When I have a problem, always go back and find that one person. I'll find somebody to talk to. to yeah. Really, to be able to, like somebody you up. can confide in too. Yeah. So you saw some areas of, uh, of your life that, like you saw them and you were like, this is something that needs to change. Oh, yeah. Right? Now I know you've heard this probably a thousand times just because we've spent a lot of time together in the last, say going on eight months. Well, let's see, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Yeah, we're on eight months here. Wow. Um, but the and one of those main points that, that I've discussed with you is you, this might be who you are now, but it's not who you have to be. You can decide who you want to be. So... Looking at a young 20-year-old buck like yourself, and it's hard to define really, you know, on, on the spot, but what kind of man do you want to be? You want to go, uh, Hunter's coming to the door, but what kind of man do you, do you think you want to be? I want to be, well... Actually, not the hard. We actually talked about this before. Oh, okay. The, the man that could provide for his family... And don't have to live for check to check every week. It's like that's something like, oh my gosh, that's not what I want to do. I want to make sure I have when I get kids. I can when they say, oh, I need this for school. Okay. Or I don't want to say. I see what I can do. Or let me see if I could call somebody to give me the money. Like how we was raised. I want to just be like, okay, you need it for school. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. So, you you know, like one of the number one things you're saying then is you want to be self-sufficient. Oh, yeah. As a provider for your family. I'm just writing this down if you hear the silence. What now, it sounds to me like that you didn't have that no growing up so why is that why is that important to you i mean maybe it's obvious but i want to hear from you mm-hmm. why is that important to you cuz i re- um just recently watching my brothers grow up and they know knowing that they needed stuff and we couldn't give it to them mm-hmm. or not we as we but my mom and stuff is like this has been going on for too long now and it's, we need to make a change. And I get it has to start with somebody. And then I actually, what really kicked it off when I decided I wanted to make a change, I'll listen to, I talked to him before. I talked to you about him, Stephen Furtick. Mm-hmm. And he had, he was this church on YouTube, and he had Pastor, what's his name, Pastor? Um, T.D. Jakes mm-hmm. there. And he was saying that to to stop family things, it has to, you have, they have to be that one person and say, hey, this is going to stop. And this is going to change, and we're going to break the chains of the family and break our family curse and start it over. So ever since I heard that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be that one to do it. Yeah. You're going to be the one to to forge like a new path in your family's history. And I think that definitely lines up with something that uh, we talked about because— you know, you were struggling to find what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. And you remember that conversation? Yep. 
and um, it was hard for you to find your purpose because you thought maybe it had to do with fame and fortune. That was what your big purpose was about. Yeah, to be a, the main provider, but... But we we kind of came to another conclusion, and I think I think just hearing you say it right there is a bigger deal because in in this you want to be self-sufficient but like we talked about that day and i just got a like a a greater understanding of it is you want to you want to be meaningful in the lives of your family just jotting down some notes and you want to forge a new path for your family's history. And I I got to tell you in my opinion in my opinion um there's no amount of fortune or fame that could replace what you're trying to do for your family's sake because what you're going to do is you're going to start something new for your family and then the goal for that is to get your kids to be one step ahead of that and progressively generation after generation you know you change you change it a little bit now and before you know it your family's history has changed within your line and then you talked about for your two brothers your two younger brothers that you wanted to set an example for them as well right yes sir so that you could change their history and then for your sisters you know because you have four sisters as well yep and why is it important for you to show them what's possible or does that even matter? Do you not give a crap about them and you just want to take it for yourself? Or what? No, what is, I want it. Everything I'm going to do, everything I'm going to do to make better, and everything I'm learning. I'm, I got two older sisters, but they still learn from me as well. But especially for my four younger ones, my two younger sisters, my two younger brothers, I want to show them like, okay, y'all don't have to do go th- by this way. This is an alternate route, an alternate route to yeah. it. This is how you can do it this way and you can do it that way and stuff. And then trying to find an easier route, but not as easy. It's going to be, I already know not going to be, there's going to be like mountains to climb. Sure. But I, I wanted to make the mountain climb easier instead of the way we've been going. Yeah. And that, I respect that. I truly do. This is not made for podcast respect. This is truly. Mm-hmm respectable because what what you're doing um what you're doing is something that will your family in the future you may not see it now but your family in the future years ahead will thank you for because you've decided to go in a different direction you've decided to make yourself the best absolute man that you can be And you're going to do for your kids what your father, whoever he is, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? What he didn't do for you, which is be there 
to love and support you and help you grow. Right, that's you, another big thing. Just I want to. There's a lot of our in our family. None of the fathers really stayed. Yeah. It it went from my uncle. He didn't. He has a couple of kids. He's not in their life and all that's like. That's another thing I wanted to change too. Like, where's the father? Is the, then I realized the different definition from a dad and a father. A dad is a person that's just. I I did this with your mom and you came. It was you, but father is somebody that's gonna be there, be in their kid's face, even though if their mom and dad not together, but still gonna be in their face. Hmm. So that's something I just want to do too. Like, I want if I have a kid, I would love for me and the one the my significant other to stay together. But if it ever came to the point, I still want to come that father. Like I'm not gonna leave. I'm gonna be in your face twenty four seven like I'm near. Gotcha. That's, um, I mean, we didn't have nothing planned to say anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is a spur of the moment situation. But the definition, the difference between a dad and a father from your perspective, that's a big deal, bro. Oh, yeah. That means, that means something. You, you want to be a father. You don't want to just be a donor. Yeah. And that's what a dad is in your opinion as a donor and then gone that's respectable dude I'm just writing that down I don't know what we'll ever do with this but <laughs> I want to write this down okay. so just in the in the, it hasn't even been a year, okay? It hasn't been a year, but what are some things that that you can think about? Say, th try to come up with three or four of some things that you do now that you did not do um, when you were in Louisiana. What are some things you do now that would like benefit you and your success? It's been hard, but I follow through now with plans. Um, I speak more highly of myself instead of turn myself down. Then the third one, I, my walk with God is stronger now, and I'm. I don't know if that's because of where I'm at, because <laughs> I got a lot. Of, People that walk, I'm around a lot of people that walk with God and stuff, mm -hmm. but I can see my walk with God is stronger. I do my prayer time a lot now, and and I do a lot of self-infliction. Self-reflection? Yeah, self. Okay, because you probably did some self-infliction <laughs> before. <laughs> so it's good to know that you're doing some self-reflection. Yes. <laughs> it's reflection. Okay, like, and do you know what self-reflection comes from? No. It's like when you look in the mirror and you see your reflection. So you're reflecting on yourself, your attitude, your habits. Um, you look at how you're acting, you're speaking, and what you're doing. And when we kind of started out, you know, all the lessons that I'm giving you, um, I don't give you these lessons without first reflecting on myself or endeavoring to change myself. So 
anytime I'm giving you advice or chewing you out or encouraging you or holding you accountable, these are things that I live by my own code. This is the lifestyle I lead on behalf of myself. And self-reflection is where it starts so that you can see, well, this is who I am right now, um, but I want to be better here. So that's what, it, that's what, you know, really the loose definition of self-reflection is. Now, what are, what are some things that you're actually doing, though? Like what you're telling me what you're doing now, these are things that you weren't doing before. These are a product of something. These are like, because you're doing something, you're doing these things now. What are things that you're actively, like, physically doing or mentally doing to make these things possible? Okay, well, let's start with my walk with God. First thing I do every morning, I get up and I do a prayer time hour. Okay. So our prayer time, that that's tells that gets my day started. That's how I could be. I could have a bad day, but still come home, act like nothing happened. Because then also, I do that Jocko speech that I love, the good speech. That has a big part of that one, too. Yeah. Of the, even though something go bad, good. So that's that's the first thing I do with my day. I do my work with God. Then, what was the second one? Um, There was follow through and speak more follow highly. Follow through. Okay. Uh, the follow through as well I'm in EMT school but we did I did talk to you about me wanting to stop doing that but other than that it's been straight following through make sure I stay in it don't start nothing and I finish it then the other one was speak highly of myself every day I look at myself and I'm like it started off with me wanting to lose weight get my body right so I was like okay you look in the mirror. Oh boy, you looking good today. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Those so are... you're like encouraging yourself oh, yeah. as you see yourself in the mirror. Um, that's good. And wh- why, why, in your opinion, is it like important to follow through on something? To follow through because really nobody else in my family followed through with anything. I was a I already followed through something that was firefighting in Louisiana. I was the first one to have him on my mama's side, the first one to have a good job, the first one to have their license and have a car. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I also had help doing that, but I followed through that. And then when I was in the academy, it was hard at first because, like, I was far from home and stuff, and I was like, there goes the stuff. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> well, I was far from home and how we are, my family, the kids, we are close to each other. And then me as the oldest out there, it was like my, my sister would call me, hey, Josiah, size, you need help with this or Josiah can't do this. Or my mom is doing this to my little brothers or my mom's having trouble with this. So at first it was hard, but... My fire chief, Lee Stanley, he came. It's like, he came to visit me one day. It's like, you're not, I talked to him. He's like, you're not going nowhere. 
He's like, you wanted to do this, and it's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, good. It's it's good that you had, you know, people in your life like that that will help you follow through. So you said you were the first to get a good job. You're the first to get your license on your mom's side as far as uh, get your DL and then the first to get your own vehicle. So really, if we look at it, you know, two-way, A-Ron, <laughs> it's not anything new for you to be the first. Oh, yeah. In your family. And I want you to let that sink in for a minute for the times when it gets hard because we know it's been very difficult. Um, there's been some very difficult situations. We've had to have difficult conversations. You've had difficult conversations with family members and, um, you know, mom and I challenge you on a weekly basis. Sometimes it probably feels like a daily basis. (laughs) Um, but you're not, you're not, it's not a new concept that you're going to be the first to do something in your family. And you actually have three things right here. Just, you just pulled off the top of your head. You have three areas of success in your life that you can point to when things get hard, when they get tough and you want to quit to look at it and say, I can't quit because I'm going to accomplish something. I've done it here. I've done it with a job. I've done it with a driver's license. I've done it with having a car. I can do this. And it's not, it may be easier for your brothers and your sisters to do that behind you. It's not going to be easy for you because you're making a new path. When you're making a new path, that's the hardest work. You're trying to make a new path so you can pave the way for other people. So it'll be a little easier for them, but it's not going to be easy for you. And I don't want you to forget mm. that. Yes, that's, sir. That's why when you came to me um, about going a different direction rather than EMT, that's why I had to oppose you there and say, let's finish. Let's finish. Those are the same conversations I've had to have with myself. So I've been there, and that's why I can speak to you about that. Um, why is it important to talk more highly about yourself as opposed to tearing yourself down. Because when people say they go through depression, there's another. I went, I was doing a week message thing with Stephen Furtick, Pastor Stephen Furtick on YouTube, and he speaks on how bad, when people go through depression, it starts with themselves. Because okay. that's how it starts with you speaking bad about yourself. Oh, I don't like, I'm too big, or. I don't like how this look on me or this, that that's where, that's where it starts. So like, okay, for me not to go back to the state of mind I was in Louisiana, I had to go and say, I got to speak highly of myself more. Mm-hmm. Cause I did have a little depression. It wasn't like, I'm not saying I wasn't deep in depression, but I was like feeling bad um, by myself. Mm-hmm. And then that's why I said, okay, I was doing that. I was saying this about myself or I was saying bad things about myself. Like I used to tell my my best friends in Louisiana, I tell them, 
I got the worst luck in the world. Mm-hmm. But now I'll be like, I got good luck. It's just all that stuff that happened was just a minor setback. Mm-hmm. So that's why. I know you got one of your favorite your favorite sayings in there. That you could really say right there. You know the setback. The setback. And what, what what is your, what is your favorite saying right there? And stuff. No, no. not and stuff. Come on, two A. <laughs> you uh, you would tell me that this is a minor setback for a major maybe. comeback. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's good to have things to to say to yourself. It's also good to find value in yourself because if you yourself can't find value in who you are, how can you expect other people to do the same thing? How is that possible? So you, uh, it's interesting, and I don't think I can say this very effectively, but you're not who you think you are. You're not who other people think you are. You usually walk around with who you think other people think you are. And you're going off of other people, your assumption of other people's opinion of who you are, as opposed to defining who you are, which is what you've started to do now. You've started to define who you are, and then when you speak more highly of yourself, you, once you redefine it and you constantly define it, then you can become confident in who you are. And that's what you're doing. So I'm proud of you for that. And then as far as, uh, I think we might have caught them all. I think we got. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got, fo- yeah, we did follow through. We got uh, speaking more highly of yourself. And, you know, your walk with God is, is stronger. So that's good. And we came, we're just looking at three things that you did first in your own life. Um, if you were sitting across the table from a good friend of yours that was struggling, just knowing where you are now, what's a, what's one piece of advice that you could give them if they found their self in your situation, which was, here's something that I'm not happy about in my life. I want to do something different. What advice would you, would you try to give them? I will tell them. The first thing to do is go sit down by yourself and take a piece of paper. And I did this because my first step was take it. I write all the good things and all the bad things. Then for me to start off my plan, I had to realize, okay, I got that. I had to have that one good memory of this good thing. Pick one good thing that you like, oh, yeah, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Pick that one good thing and go on with that. So now, you, now that you got your one good thing to start your journey, now this one you, the second thing is find out a person you could talk to about everything. After you do that, you got to find somebody you could talk to about everything that's been going on since you've been feeling horrible or been depressed or anything. Find out one person like, okay, I could come to you mid, midnight, 3 o'clock in the morning, anything. If I send a text to you, I could say, you're going to get up and come meet me or we be on the phone for hours just to talk. Then after we talk, we can sit down and laugh about, have a change the subject. That's to be the thing. Find somebody you could talk to. Mm-hmm. That'll be the next thing. Then the other, the third thing is to find somebody. It could be the same person that's going to, you say you want to do this, now they're going to push you to do it. They're going to keep you to keep going. Not going to take it easy like, oh, okay. Well, maybe next time. No. You say you want to do it, you're going to do it. Gotcha. 
So what you want to do is um, point to one area, find something in your life that you're grateful for. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Then find someone in your life that you can trust to talk to, right? Yes. And then find someone in your life who's going to challenge you and hold you accountable. I respect that. Oh, yeah, because I realized that the road of being better is not easy. You also got you, you got to have a support group. You do. It's it's something you can't do on your own. And a lot of people, some I don't know. A lot of people say they made on their own and stuff, but I realize I realize are they really happy with that? Mm-hmm. Making on their own. Some people got fame and fortune, but are they really happy? And the more the people I met that's really happy had a good support group. That full of happy people, so. Right on. So it matters who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Good or bad. Yeah. If you feel like I feel like if you feel like you're on your own, then you're gonna feel like that for the rest of your life. That you don't need nobody else. And it's gonna come with a bad attitude. And a bad attitude comes with burning bridges. Mm-hmm. So if you find yourself when I need help or friends or family, somebody that loves me, just for me that could say I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to make you so make you do what you want to do. Awesome. That's good, man. I like that. I think that's going to help some people. I think it will. I'm praying it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, for it being an episode that was completely unplanned and just like a open-ended conversation to start i mean i had an idea what i wanted to ask you but i think you came up with some really good things there and um you know based on who you were not staying there who you want to be um goals that you have for your life success from the past and how you can move forward and then having a baseline of advice to give somebody so that you can help them through. Um, it's a big show. It's a big help. And I know, you know, you want to be able to help and motivate people to do these kinds of things, you know. Um, but I think it's important to know what you got in you. So that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a good show, bro. Oh, yeah. That's a good show. Anything that uh, you want to say as a as a final parting word to the audience? Uh, thank y'all for having me on the show. Yeah, it was very fun. I, the first when you first told me about this, like a couple hours ago, like you want to do it today? <laughs> I was like, hold on, <laughs> plan. It was like my speech. I'm like, oh lord, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> but. I'm very happy. I didn't know it was going to come out this this well, so. Yeah. I'm proud of you. You did good. And um, I appreciate you uh, being willing. None of this growth, no matter how many monologues I give you or what example I live in front of you, 
None of that goes anywhere to change you. You have to be willing. Willing to do the change. To change. You got to be willing to put the work in. You have to be willing to be coachable. And you're proving to yourself that you can be. And that you are. And, you know, where you're going, you just got to continue to do work every day. Right? Yes, sir. All right, man. All right. Well, I love you, buddy. Love you, too. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> All right. That is 2A, a.k.a. Aaron Clutcher. I am Quincy Brandon. This is Man versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You got to live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.